The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Gird your loins and light your lamps, and be like servants who await their master's return from a wedding, ready to open immediately when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. Amen, I say to you, he will gird himself, have the servants recline at table, and proceed to wait on them. And should he come in the second or third watch and find them prepared in this way, blessed are those servants. Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour when the thief was coming, he would not let his house be broken into. You also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. The Gospel of the Lord. The great desert father, Abba Pullman, once said, We do not need anything except a vigilant spirit. And as striking and as powerful as that quote is, this great desert father seems to be doing nothing else than paraphrasing Jesus today in the gospel. Today Jesus tells us, Blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. He cautions us throughout this parable today to be ready, to be prepared for the presence of God, both at the end of time, but also in the midst of daily life. But what does this word vigilant really mean? For most of us, it's not a word that we use in everyday language. Vigilant means to keep careful watch for possible danger or difficulties. Someone who is vigilant is somebody who keeps awake and alert in order to avoid danger or problems. They are, in a sense, an attentive person to all that is going on, both in and around them. And at least for most of us here, thankfully, our exterior life, for the most part, 
is safe and protected. But for all of us, no matter what our vocations are or where we live, interiorly, none of us are ever safe. Every day, each one of us is confronted with many different voices telling us many different things. These voices are so powerful that in a matter of seconds, they can change our mood, influence our behavior, control our thinking, and cause so many other harmful things. Who are these voices that we must contend with? Unfortunately, there are many. The first is obviously the devil. You know, it's interesting in scripture, the devil has many different names. He's referred to as the enemy, the father of lies, the deceiver, the liar, the tempter, the adversary, and so many other names. And what he's always trying to do is whisper his lies and his deceptions into our hearts and into our minds. He tries to tell us things like, you're not good enough. There's no hope for you. You don't pray well. God is not pleased with you. You can't do anything right. And so many other lies. Because his agenda is to contradict the word of God and the truth of who God tells us he is. There are also the voices of our own psychology, which includes things like our own wounds, our own disappointments, the tragedies that we've faced in life. And all of these things have a story attached to it with a commentary that is usually negative and only gets worse, only gets louder the more attention and time we give to it. 
how desperately then we need to be vigilant. St. Ignatius of Loyola would simply call this the discernment of spirits. And the Eastern Church would call this the practice of watchfulness. Regardless of the name that we give it, the point remains the same. We must stand watch. Primarily at the door of our hearts and of our minds. We must discern the spirits and the voices that are attempting to influence us and most certainly will if we allow them. All of this then begs the question, how can I know if something is from God, if something is from myself, or if something is from the enemy? In one sense, this is actually fairly easy to discern. And it's so easy that we just always miss it most of the time. The presence of God is uplifting. It is encouraging. It is gentle. It is loving. It is warm. It is merciful and is filled with light and hope. Whereas the presence of the enemy is discouraging, it is divisive, he's constantly trying to instill doubt and fear, constantly trying to cause desolation and despair, and so many other negative qualities. And we, in our own humanity, are oftentimes a mixture of all of these different things. If God is light and the enemy is darkness, we are somewhere in between. And although this is not 100% perfect, this remains for us an extremely helpful practice. But it is probably one of the most necessary for our relationship with God, something that we must do several times a day for the simple reason that wherever our mind goes, we go. Whatever we allow our heart to believe about ourselves, about God, about other people, usually occurs. 
If I allow myself to entertain discouraging thoughts, then very quickly I will become discouraged. If I allow myself to entertain and then act on divisive thoughts and ideas, then very quickly I will find myself alone. Whereas if I allow myself to be uplifted and encouraged by the truth of God's presence and who he says he is, whether I feel it or not, then and only then will I be rooting myself on solid and unshakable ground. What we allow ourselves to think has dramatic consequences, both for the present moment and eternity. If the master of the house had known the hour when the thief was coming, Jesus says, he would not let his house be broken into. Jesus' call today to be vigilant is a call to wake up, to protect what is most precious to God, our hearts and our minds. Why? Because they belong to God and nobody else.